Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Behind the Human. I'm your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, I'm jamming with Anthony, and I'll be unpacking his journey in mental fitness practices. He's a Bulgarian-Canadian singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, producer, and engineer based in Toronto, Canada. Known by his stage name, City Stranger, Anthony has worked with some of the biggest names in the music industry, including Nelly Furtado, Alessia Cara, Luval. Uh, I mean, that's just to name a few. There's quite a few on the list that you sent me. Um, and he can be found engineering at the Orange Lounge Recording Studio in Toronto, where we met and um, have been collaborating and, and working together on a special project. Excited to eventually be able to share with all of you. Lastly, Anthony has just released his debut EP, The Goodbye Cure, in the spring of 2023. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me, Mark. Yeah, like I said in the intro, I mean, you know, we met, uh, what was it, last week? Has it already just only been a week? I don't know. It's like time's, time's flying. But it was just, um, you know, working on a special little project, the docu-series, and it was just so fun. It was like you were just immediately part of the team from what felt like the very beginnings, you know, which has been almost a year in the making thinking about this concept. So uh, thank you for coming because I, I felt compelled that we've got to, you know, go a little deeper on the conversation. Totally. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a good day in the studio. Anytime I, I'm working on something I feel personally resonates with me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I was all in it from the beginning for sure. Love it. I do have some questions about that later on, actually, about, you know, when, when you're in situations where you're, let's just say, maybe not personally interested in the topic, or there's like some conflict with, with the artists and whatnot, but I'm going to, I'll put a, a pin in that. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it later. Um, I'm going to start the conversation like I start every uh, episode, and that is to essentially avoid all of the job titles that we just described in the intro and just really start to unpack, you know, the real human. And, and that's just you know, to ask, like, who are you? Like, who is, who is Anthony today? Well, I, I wonder that a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Today, um, you know, I'm, I'm a singer songwriter. I've been, I've been a musician since I was very, very young. I, I was raised by two refugees, uh, Bulgarian, Bulgarian parents. Um, and you know, from a very young age, we've music's always been in the family. Like my mom, um, I'm just starting. Well, I'm starting right back at the beginning. Yeah, uh, yeah. My mom was uh, the choir conductor in church, so you know she she had me singing in church choir when I was like four, and I remember you know the old ladies there just being like, "Oh, you're so good! Like you have to come every <laughs> week! Like don't leave us!" and 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 you know ever since that little validation from the beginning, I've always been like, "Oh, okay, like maybe music is something cool, and I could do that," but. You know, it's not a, it's not really a job that uh, anybody would wish upon anybody else because it's not very lucrative. So, in high school, I kind of decided I'm going to start. I want to go to Ryerson, so I went to Ryerson for media production and thought I'd make documentaries. And that didn't really. I, I love I love spreading knowledge and spreading you know good vibes, but um, you know music has always been my outlet. So I decided to continue with that after university, and. Um, now I work at this studio, Orange Lounge, uh, across the street here from me in lovely Queen Street, West Toronto. Nice. And um, yeah, like... Uh, how if, did all that come to be? Like how, like from, 
from from unit from Ryerson to I guess following the music path to you know landing at a a pretty like I didn't know this I'm not in the industry but it didn't take very long to figure out there's some serious history with that studio that you're involved with. Yeah, well, I mean there's like a there's kind of a joke with uh, audio engineers that to get a job somebody has to die cuz okay. you know once you get a job uh you know full-time engineering jobs like basically don't exist uh you know and let alone to be like a, a staff like sort of head engineer at a studio is very competitive and hard to come by cuz you know in in a you know, in LA, there's maybe a lot more opportunity, but also a lot more people. And in Toronto, there's only really, um, you know, a handful of studios that you could consider like super boutique, high quality and, yeah. um, and have that history like Revolution, um, uh, Noble Street, uh, Orange, you know, those are some of like the few really big ones. And the way I landed the job actually is because one of the owners uh, was like a second dad to me growing up. Um, and he ended up being my university professor. So wow. um, I'm not just a Nepo baby. I had to work hard to get there. But yeah, 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 fair. he definitely put in a good word for me. And um, I think more than anything, like he just, uh, he knew I had sort of the, the people skills to do it. I, I, I think that's a, a thing, something that a lot of people maybe could, um, would be, would benefit them to understand about this industry is like the tech stuff and how how talented you are is kind of like just the baseline like talent is everywhere um but people that are talented and also have the person personable kind of nature to like the warm body and like you know to 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 get in the room is 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 key so i think that's that sort of helped me really growing up like growing up as an engineer because um you know they just they just saw that i I was good with clients and um, I was always kind of like a good host, not just like there to just do my job. I was there to also provide. I was always there to, sorry, I was always there to provide like a good experience more than anything, you know, because that people will remember how your song sounded or sorry, people won't remember how your song sounded at the end of the session, but they will remember how you left them feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, hence just even like what we're doing now, it, I mean, I've been chatting with some of the members of the team and uh, like your, your name has, has come up a few times now. It's just like, it's, it makes it, that's the experience. Like yeah. even I, I shared something the other day, I think I, I tagged you and like there's some, uh, another musician and on those, those classic red velvet couches. But like, as soon as I saw them, it's like a rush of emotion from the time we spent that day together. I'm like, man, that was just, was so fun and, and so energizing in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine if, you know, you have any member of the team where it's just like kind of an energy drain, like especially in a creative profession, right? Where you're like, yeah. you're like really working, like you're very much part of that creative process. Like you're not just tapping on keyboard or, uh, you know, adjusting levels. It's like you're part of the process. And, and like, you know, not to, not to steal your tr phrase, but it's like, and, and it's, you got to keep it human at the end of the day too. Like it's, um, yeah. we're all really passionate about what we do, but, um, you know, I guess my skill set in, um, working with people and stuff is like, I also have a life outside of music. Like, you know, I, I, I love things like, um, well-being, like being meditation, yoga from a young age, like, um, I love going on walks. I love nature. You know, I, you know, I love all sorts of different movies and art forms and stuff like that. And just like, I guess 
um, always bringing that also into the into the equation, like not yeah. just being um, so like, yeah, we're here to do serious work, but we're also like here to have fun and talk and and not keep it not be you know keep it light. It's different when you're doing like corporate sessions. Obviously, there it's like when it's three o'clock and the session starts, it's like you're recording, but with yeah. music and 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 movies and stuff, it's um, I think it's good to have a little bit more of that connection first. You know, totally. So what like what what drives you to just continue to figure out this space? Like not just from an engineer's perspective, because I mean, uh, there's a lot there, uh, and there's some. I mean, one of the mo- I think probably my favorite book of the last two years is is Rick Rubin's book right now, The Creative Act. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm learning a lot, just like even just reading, you know, through his through his lens and whatnot. So like that's one whole other that's one avenue. But then, like you said, like you're doing other things as well. You're also writing and recording music. You just released uh, first album. You've got others in the works. Like, what's the driver to be in this in this industry? What's what's the reason I kind of do all this? I guess is um, you know from I think from like an early age. Like I had I had a kind of a. A, a rough upbringing and I saw that the world was kind of like, you know, they, there's a lot of mean people in the world and there's, it's not really all, yeah. ro- it's not all rosy all the time. So I think from a, from a young age, um, I just wish that I like kind of what got me through life in many hard places was like putting on my iPod and shutting myself in my room and just like lying down on my bed and just listening to music. And I sort of, wished that i mean i'm I'm grateful that there's so much good music to do out there um and that's what wanted made me want to kind of make music too is to like at least have one other person that connected with that story or like resonated with the music so hard that it got them through something yeah but um really to just be um the best version of myself and just like be um as much as i can like uh, just somebody that can help somebody else through a hard time you know yeah. No, like knowing what you know now, like some of your mental fitness practices and stuff like that, even your meditation, just like when you were a kid and, you know, your face was just challenging times. Um, like, what do you wish, like, what do you wish you had at that moment that, that that's realistic at the, whatever age that you were, you were at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 it's, it's funny. Cause like at that, when I was around 14 or 15, I sort of like made a sort of, uh, a vow to myself to, um, to not let my brain like, just like run on autopilot and to really like start living my life more mindfully. Mm. And that lasted for about a year or two. And then I switched high schools and, you know, um, maybe started partying again or whatever to fit in and to make friends and, or whatever the reason was, maybe I was just got, <clears throat> I got anxious and insecure about being around new people again. But, um, I think, uh, you know, back then I was a little bit, um, too much like head in the clouds. Like I, since then I've realized like you have one head in the, you know, you have one head and two feet, meaning to me, what that means is like, you, you can have one head, like sort of it, you know, practicing sort of like thinking right and, and, and meditation and, you know, being open-minded and all these really good healthy things. But if you don't stay grounded to like the realities of the world, like you need to put, you need to feed yourself and you need to Mm -hmm. like exercise your body and you need to like, um, 
and you need to keep up with your relationships and and you know um yeah. you can't just it's like it's like uh what's that Laz or not Laszlo's um Maslow's hierarchy of needs Maslow, yeah yeah um you know you can't just jump to the top which is kind of what I was doing there I was like focusing just on like sort of spirituality and um I guess um you know reading reading a lot and kind of like feeding a lot of my mind but I was lacking in the sort of more physical world the material things um yeah which you need to balance yeah you like you know people kind of say oh like materialism is like the root of all evil or whatever but it's not it's not actually it's like we're all material beings like if somebody cuts you you'll bleed you can't just escape the material world you know what i mean yeah, so yeah, yeah i think that's what i wish i kind of knew back then is like you have to you have to keep one head in the clouds and two feet on the ground you know yeah well what makes me like i guess what comes to mind for me is is it's just it sounds like for, for you and and probably many others like mindfulness or the spirituality and all of that like when you when you take any of those things in extremes it's like it's another form of numbing out right yeah. like we hear the story of like drugs and alcohol is probably the most most prominent way of 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 numbing out but like you can numb out in other ways as well and like mm-hmm. just just because spirituality mindfulness mental fitness is is seen as like these positive things at, at a certain dose to your point like they're not always positive, right? Like you've got to balance, you've got to have the self-awareness to be like, well, wait a second, you know, I'm going real extreme on one one thing here at the expense of something else. I started to think I had answers rather than, and I forgot to ask questions. You know what I mean? Some of my friends like told me I I was starting to plateau. They're like, Anthony, great that you're reading all these things and practicing spirituality, but like you're kind of starting to sound like a broken record. You know what I mean? Like what real improvements have you made in your like physical and real life, you know? And, and that's sort of when I basically stopped, I went completely 180, went to university, you know, not not really thinking about mindfulness or you know keeping my mental in check and maybe going too materialistic and now it's been like a journey of like bridging the two together and okay. like you said like not um it's like i i think i was starting to think i had things figured out and maybe you know um not to not not being preachy but maybe coming off that way to people sure and um now i think i i approach it more from the 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 sense that like you know maybe this stuff is good for you maybe it's not maybe it's good for me maybe it's not good for you like what works for me might not necessarily work for other people and like i think just um keeping grounded like that has really helped if that makes sense yeah i mean well follow-up question to that is just like what's what's been helpful for you to help like balance balance these these two worlds out um i think like i I do a lot of like mobility exercises now and, and I want to get back into yoga and, but my daily routine, um, it, it can be, it, it fluctuates. Like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm not the most routine person just because given my, my passion for music, you know, sometimes I'll be up until 10 AM and you know, the whole, the whole next day kind of, um, becomes a mess um (laughs) so uh you know i try to get to bed early and and to and to journal every day and and things like that but um honestly like right now life is life is going good i just kind of like i like to just go with the flow and 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 
I don't know, balancing the two worlds out. I'm trying to think yeah. of a better answer, but well, the journal. I mean, imagine even if it's not like, not that you're like journaling every morning at like eight o'clock, but like it sounds like you have some of these practices. So those are they must serve as these moments to just still the mind, right? And be like, okay, yeah. like kind of take inventory of what's going on. I think that's definitely a big thing that I I struggle with too is like keeping my mind calm because um I don't know if I have like undiagnosed ADHD or whatnot but like I am like very like bouncing off the walls usually with a million ideas going on at the same time and thinking that oh I'm not doing enough or I need to be doing more like this isn't working I need to do better here like you know but um you know just really just like slowing down the mind stretching just like breathing and and not even meditating but just like coming into my body and just being like this yeah. is the this is the present Presence. moment like i live in the future yeah. a lot and i think that that can kind of get um you know it can the future is a, is an exciting place but it's also scary you know so it's like i think yeah. it's good to sometimes just zone in into your body or whatever you're doing right now and just enjoy the moment that's interesting you say that about living in the, I mean, I, I, I resonate with it. I live in the future a lot as well, but I wouldn't have, I, I would have guessed or maybe assumed that just given a lot of your work, especially when you're in studio with, with different artists that like, you're almost forced to be in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Right. So like how, well, let's talk about that. Like, let's just jump in just the studio environment in, in general. I feel like it's, it's a, like I don't live in that environment, but just being a part of it, and even, even just knowing some of the the the, the you know people that have shaped the history of music, that some of the people that have been in there, they're like there's a pulse, there's an energy of like you, it's like you're in that in some mm-hmm. capacity, right? So I'm just curious, like when, when you're in your sweet spot and your prime, and you're working with whether it's recording your own music or working with just incredible people, like. What does that feel like to you? Like, what is that present moment for you? I think, yeah, you're definitely spot on in terms of like in the studio, uh, everyone is just like singularly focused on making the best possible work. If you're with people, if you're with obviously with, with, I think that's a, I think that's a little bit of a divider too. You, you, you know, when somebody's doing it because they want fame or money or, something that is some future outcome that they're like working towards versus somebody that's just wants to make the best possible work. Um, and that's much more like, what, what are we channeling right now? What's the energy in the room? Like, what is, what is the vibe today? Um, you know, it doesn't matter what people will think or whatever. It's like, do we like it? Um, and, and yeah, like definitely walking into orange, it's such a historic place. It's so, it's so beautiful and homey and that never gets old. Like I, Every day I go in there uh, to work on my own stuff. I have a home studio, but I just much prefer to work there just because you walk in and you instantly get that feeling. Yeah. um, Just, you know, it's just, it's just special. It's cool. Hello, friends. Given you're here, I'm making the assumption that you're motivated to be mentally fit. So with that in mind, I want to let you know about the Better Questions newsletter, which publishes once or twice a month, providing all of us the opportunity to slow down, think, and ask better questions. As you know, quality questions are my thing. And this is an opportunity to share the prompts I've studied and curated to help our minds be healthier, clearer, more intentional, and expand our mental capacity. 
you can sign up over at behindthehuman.com slash newsletter, which will also give you a preview of my debut book, Personal Socrates. That's behindthehuman.com slash newsletter. Now back to the show. Well, I was curious about that, Anthony, because like you see, I mean, I follow a lot of different artists and it seems like everyone's got their own home studio. And I, I wondered, it's like, yeah, there's the convenience of, of being able to record at any moment, but there's still these like iconic studios for a reason, I imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't you don't need all the gear. And um, I think that uh, I would... I would do a lot more work at home if, um, you know, when I first moved downtown, the way I got by was, you know, driving Uber Eats and recording my friends and, and stuff in my apartment. And, um, my, my, my home became sort of a place of work, um, before the pandemic even hit or whatever. And it was not out of, uh, you know, the state of the world is just out of my setup at the time. And I think that yeah. kind of, it might've ruined it for me a little bit, but I still, once in a while, I'll like look at my studio and be like, "Oh, what can I like change about this room? Um, what can I like? Can I light some candles in here? Can I clean up? Can I get rid of some stuff? Can I can I put an incense on? Can I you know open the windows or whatever? Like just something to. Um, I'm all about like curating my vibes. Like you know, like even when it comes to like releasing a song, it's like people don't hear the song first; they see the album cover, right? And that's what yeah draws them in so it's like i'm how can i make my my space draw me into that creative juice more um but yeah like a lot of people i came up as a bedroom producer you know i i was just making music when i was 13 on my lap on my mom's laptop actually and just messing around but um yeah like definitely if you have access to another studio it's it it helps but uh it's it's not necessary at all i think you know for me it was just personally also working at home and it becoming constantly this thing of like, Oh, now my place is a mess and I got a vacuum. And it's like, and it became <laughs> less about, it became less my space and more like other people's. So I think that's why, but now I do less of that. So I, I, I like my studio still, but <laughs> orange is across the street. Yeah. Well, we, yeah totally. Yeah. I didn't know you were across the street. That's funny. That, that yeah. works quite well. It does. I mean, when we, when we first met, you were, I have to say you're, I mean, and share as much as you can, of course, cause, uh, you know, these are other people, um, but you were, you were like pretty energized cause I know you're working with, with Nelly Furtado right now on a new album and seemed like you, it seemed like the energy with her is pretty awesome. Like what, She's like, what awesome, do you get yeah. from someone like that? You know, that helps you, whether it's through your craft or, uh, just, just, life in general like what does that what does that look like like how, what's the process because most of us don't know what that's all about honestly she is um you know obviously an icon but to me personally like a friend and uh a mentor uh whether she knows it or not um you know we i focus when i'm working with her like i focus very much on her um, and I think that's helped us build like sort of a relationship of trust between yeah. each other. And, um, how do you do that, Anthony? Cause I think that's the, whether it's, you know, your situation, your industry is very specific, but you could translate this to so many different worlds, right? Like working with, with mentors and people that you really respect. Like, I want to know, I'm curious, like how you do that and, and put away what I imagine might be some nerves, like working with people that are yeah. so legendary like that. And, and then also see them as like, you're not a fan in those situations. Like you're, you're an equal, right? Like you're doing, you're 
co-creating? I think it's, um, you know, the whole, um, you don't want to be, yeah, like, you know, you don't want to be just a fan. You want to definitely know that uh, you're there to also work and, you know, not just fanboy or whatever. But I think <laughs> yeah. it's it's a little overrated because it's like, I am a fan, you know what I mean? Like, I've been listening to her since I've been growing <laughs> up. Like, you know, my, my sister asked me, like, to burn her a CD when I was, like, when she was a kid. And, like, it was Nelly Furtado and Black Eyed Peas songs, you know, it's like, I've, yeah, she's been a big part of my life. So it's, um, it's, it's, it's good to it's good to know the person and know their background and stuff, but at the same time, we're there to like we're there to work. It's 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 fun and it's play, but it's also serious. And um, you know, you 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 have to take away the nerves and just realize that if you have something on your mind that you want to say to contribute, um, say it. Like you know, you're there for a reason. You're not there mm. just you know to 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 not give input. You're literally there to make the work better, and and that's what I try to do. You know and with her, honestly, if I can say th- anything that I've taken away, like mostly from her is just seeing how she has like, she has a vision for what she's doing, even though it might not be fully formed when she's creating a new song or making a new album or whatever, she is definitely searching towards something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like some, some, some star in the sky. That's like, that's, you know, where I want to head. And seeing how, um, you know, an artist like that, her voice, obviously everything around her, everything, like all her tours, all her producers, all her live band, all her managers, all her, everybody, everybody that works on her team, it all is around her voice and her vision and having, and having the balls, if I can say, or having like the chutzpah or like just (laughs) guts to basically um be that spearhead and 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 you know you're you're always even even if you're Nelly Furtado you're you still have to be your own biggest fan and trust in your own vision and 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 help people you can let people be themselves and guide and and experiment and do their own thing but like she is got she's still guiding and helping everybody get towards that and she's picking people that just naturally align with her tastes and um, have the same vision pretty much, you know, because if people have different visions, it doesn't really work very well. So you can't be, mm-hmm. contr- you can't be like, this is my vision. I'm controlling this. It, it, it will get like that if you're not with the right people. Then it's like, yeah, I might have to be with different people, but she's picked such a, it's like a, it's like a family. It's really like. It's always the same people I see in the rooms, you know, so, you know, okay. sometimes new people, but it's like, we, we don't work with a million different people or a million different things. It's like, she sort of figured out who she loves to work with and keeps them around. And it's like this sacred sort of bond that we have. And that's, that's what keeps it together. And, and we trust her, you know, like she has a vision and if you have a vision, just go for it. You know, don't, don't, don't wait for somebody to tell you, Oh, that's a good idea. or That's a bad idea. Like, you know, even Nelly Furtado has to be her own biggest fan and be like, trust herself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so how does she, like how her or others and, and like, what do you, what have you seen that works to articulate that vision? 
like that's obviously something that resonates with with you and the rest of the crew that are working with her right now. Like, wh- like what does that look like? How do? Sorry, can you rephrase the question? Like, yeah, like how does she articulate? Like, you you seem really clear on her vision on whether oh, how it's, does she articulate? Yeah, yeah, like how and and whether it's her or others that that you've noticed have done a really good job getting that across, and so that everyone's like coherent and and like vibing on the same wavelength. Essentially, like I think everybody. What does that look like? Everybody just, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a very, um, I mean, it depends how close you are with people. Then you can be like, uh, we need to change that or no, that's not going to work. Or, you know, this, 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 uh, this could be better or whatever, but, um, you know, it's still, we trust each other. So we, we do talk really openly like that. And, and, okay. um, you know, when she needs something, she can say, she can just say like, we, we need this, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and if somebody disagrees, they'll be like, well, I don't know. But like, you know, if it's, if it's a great idea, we'll be like, yeah, we need that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, you know, if it's, if it's maybe a new person in the room or, you know, the, uh, we're not sure if how the energy is of the day or whatever, if everybody's, um, super locked in like that, it's, it's good to just float ideas out. Like, um, she'll be like, Oh, what if we, what if we try this? Or like, can you play violin on this? Or like, uh, what do you hear on this? Like, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not about, cause she's also a producer, right? Like she is the artist, but she's also producing and, and, you know, getting, getting everything recorded, like all the instruments or everything that she needs to do with other people. Yeah. So she, she, she won't be like, I need you to play, exactly this or exactly this it's more like what do you hear on it how how do you how do you hear this um so everybody still feels like their own expression is a part of it it's not Mm -hmm. just like you know the nelly Furtado show you know what i mean it's like it's it's a very open collaborative environment that's so powerful because and i'm I'm, thank you for sharing that because it's it's again it's not just applicable within the music environment. I mean, this is just like any kind of team environment, right? Where you have a collective of people working towards some sort of shared vision or objective and just even questions like, you know, what do you hear uh, in this situation? Or like, where where do you feel like this is going? It's just a completely different approach that mm-hmm. um, often is, you know, the opposite, uh, unfortunately. Like the default is not typically that kind of collaborative tone and it's mm-hmm. your point right it's like okay let's do this this is this and, and it, like my mind is set kind of thing right like a pyramid of like hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally i mean okay so let i mean and of course you don't have to give names here uh but let's go to the opposite spectrum now like and and this is two-part question one being just any example of like things going off the rails or, you know, or crazy situations in the studio environment. We were like, what the fuck is happening here? Um, yeah, I guess that's question one. And the, and the follow-up though is as an artist yourself, how do you, how do you still tap into your flow in a situation like that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that you see people at the top of their game um, sort of, not having those like sort of a studio etiquettes and, and things like a personality, like just like usually people at the top of their game, I find that they're 
talented, but they're also kind enough to keep people around. Because if you're just, oh, you know, a yeah. dickhead, nobody's going to want to work with you again. So um, no matter how talented you are, right? Like um, at the end of the day, we're people, we want to we go to work and not just say we did this, but also say we had a good time at the end of our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, at the top, I find that usually people have those sort of etiquettes and, and personalities that are warm and, and welcoming in the room. But um, definitely with like newer artists, I see a lot of um, a lot of sort of the opposite of that. Like if somebody's recording, let's say uh, an artist and we're, we're producing uh, for him or her or and, and and we're giving them input, they'll be like there'll be a, th- a 30 people talking in the room. Like, well, she'll finish a take or he'll finish a take. And then, you know, everybody in the room will have something to say and be like, what if you do it like this or this or this, or like, try like this or like, no, that wasn't oh. good. This is, and then as an artist, you're in the booth, you're just like melting because we're sensitive people and we're just, you know, sensitive yeah. by nature. Not, not saying that we're, we're weak or we're, you know, like, no, not at all. It's just like you're, when you're sensitive, you're sensitive. And, you know, um, you, you know, you can take things personally, um, that we're meant to help and are just doing the opposite of just making you melt and shut down and be like, I don't even like this anymore. It feels like it's not me anymore. Like all these people are giving me their ideas. Like they don't care about what I want to do. It's like, I don't want to be here. You know, you can lose somebody like in a snap of a fingers and in a session can just spiral. Yeah. So I, my job a lot of the time is also, um, managing people's expectations that are um like you know the artist is the artist they're sort of like the star of the show it's most important that they feel comfortable and creative and having fun and everybody else trying to help i feel like i have to sometimes manage them and be like guys like we need to like bring this out of her we don't need to like like we don't, we were not, we're not trying to give her all of the ideas that she needs. Like we, our job is more to curate the environment so that she feels creative and she taps into that little juice inside that like will bring out, you know what I mean? And sometimes the artist might struggle with that and you kind of have to, um, play the mind games of like, if you have a great idea, maybe don't say like, do this instead. Be like, I have no idea if this is going to work or I have no proof for this, but like I was kind of hearing this or like, I don't know, maybe that would be good. Like, what do you, what do you think? Maybe you, would you want to try that? And then they'll be like, Oh yeah, I do think that's a good idea. And then they'll think it's their idea. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So a little bit of mental gymnastics there. <laughs> you you kind of have to sometimes play the mental gymnastics and that's, that's kind of, that's the difference I see between people that work in the, in the creative space is like people that really know how to, they have the talent and the ideas and the energy to uh, make great work, but um, they haven't developed or they just haven't thought about the, um, the sort of mental aspect of like actually working with creative people and how to like get the best out of them rather than just like have an idea that they think is going to be great and just sort of try to, paste it onto them it doesn't it's you know human we're humans we're not like uh you know we're not collages that everybody can just slap their idea on and it's going to be great it's like it's yeah. a it's a flowing process you know so how i mean i i i felt this with you i mean you do this in a beautiful like kind way but even at one point we were there was a, a good a number of us in the recording booth area where 
uh, or Mia was about to sing. And like, I, you just simply said like, who's essential here? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good question. And oh, well, that, like, was, that was right? just think, because of uh, the floor was creaking and stuff when we had all the cameras yeah. and stuff. That's I think fair. it was the, yeah. But you know what? Like my wife, so my wife was there as well and she used to work in, in the agency world specifically on video shoots. And she's like, she made note of that, that question that you, she's like, that was the question that like directors of photography and whatnot always ask. Cause it was like, right. there's always these people that are like, but I think, I guess the link I'm making is mm-hmm. like, you want people, you want the artists and you want the best work to come out, but you want the environment to feel comfortable and safe. And it's yeah. hard if you have a million people that, you know, like they're for the most part, you, you want to think their minds are, are, are in the right place and they're there to support, but it can be distracting. hundred percent. Right? There's even a curtain in the studio uh, where you can actually curtain off the booth so they don't even see anybody. Um, oh, really? Okay. And and I know there's a there's a funny story. Bob Dylan one time he was making a record, and he told the producers, "I don't want to see a microphone," because oh. like even just having the microphone, there's this thing called um, red light fever, which is like the red light that goes on when you start recording, like the on air yeah. thing. And there's this thing where it's like artists will sing a t- sing it beautifully when they're just like practicing in front of you. And then as soon as the mic or the recording starts, they just like don't sound good anymore because the, the, <laughs> the pressure is on. So, you know, even even having the pressure of a microphone can really make somebody um, shatter a good performance. So, you know, he was like, yeah, I don't want to see a microphone. So they had to kind of like obviously had his vocal mic in front of him. But like other yeah. than that, like they had to put the guitars in a different room and the and the drum kit had to be like, I don't know how they did it. But like, yeah, just ways to make them feel as um, as free, I guess. And as like almost like you're just jamming or practicing at soundcheck or, uh, you know, in your in somebody's basement or something where the the, the pressure is not there. It's just creativity and flow and you know yeah so definitely yeah well i mean so last question on this this topic because i again like i think it translates so well in so many different um creative spaces but just i guess like just in your experience working in 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 these kind of environments like what what are your big takeaways on you know creating an environment that is conducive to like a good creative flow and that feels safe feels comfortable like when you think about going into a new project, like what are there, are, do you have some intentions in mind? Like what, what does that thought process look like for you? Um, I think it's just really about um, getting inside of the other person's world and um, really mm-hmm. like attention to detail. Like it could be, you know, remembering the type of tea they like or remembering how like dim they like the lighting or, you know, um, if they like a certain smell or, you know, um, having the candles lit, like anything to make it feel more like you're, you're, you're creating like an opening environment. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, you know, making sure that I'm clean and showered and have nice clothes on, like, you know, it's like the studio is clean, like just having it set up in a way that is, um, as you know, ready to go as possible basically so like from the moment they from the moment they walk in they're already like oh like this is a cool place to be or like i'm i'm happy to be here but setting it up set you know setting the setting the tone like that is is really important but um you have to it's like going back to the the being the warm body in the room and stuff and it's like yeah you can have great ideas and and 
and be very talented and they might make the song better but like that attention to detail of like you know do you really know what the artist likes you know what i mean you might really know what you like but have you asked them like you know what i mean like what would what would make this more environment more creative for you right now like how can i curate the experience of recording right now whether it's you know do you i I ask a lot of times like do you want some people to leave the room like and and then, and then a lot of the time they'll just say it because you know if you're in the booth you know you, your your job is to get a good take and you, if you if you just want the essential people there it's like everybody else you know can go wait outside you know it's like they don't yeah. they don't need to be there you know um you know how how dim or like you know do you want me to close the other day I had to close the curtain uh, because the light from the outside was going directly into the booth and when I closed it she was like oh. I feel so much better. I'm just like way more comfortable now. And it's like, it's weird. Like, oh, the window was bothering you. Like, why did, you know, but yeah. most people wouldn't think of that, but it actually does yeah, something, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. getting, getting it, try to get inside their head and just be like, if I was on that mic right now, looking out like, oh yeah, that light would be kind of distracting or why is there all these people in the room or like the, this, this booth is kind of like, there's, it's kind of dingy. There's maybe I can light a candle or, you know, the, it's so hot in here or, you know, like just like thinking about like what would, what would they be more comfortable creating in? What mm-hmm. kind of space? Well, that kind of leads to me to a question that I wanted to to, to ask you about around because you're singing your, yourself, you're releasing music, um, and I wonder like for you because like you're obviously picking up so much valuable you know insight and like learning from just incredible people. Like, do you do you see yourself? always doing a mix of these different things like kind of i guess like what you said with nelly right she's she produces right sings um there's got to be like a really nice balance there with with what i'm learning for my own stuff like what do i pick up from them yeah or like i guess well not that you pick up but like do you see yourself professionally just always you know, having your 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 foot kind of in a couple different areas versus, let's say, hey, I'm only going to be like writing right. songs and recording songs for myself versus like you have access to all of these other people that I, I can only imagine is like providing this beautiful, like well-rounded ecosystem of like learning and, and knowledge. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I struggle... Um with being a little bit of a control freak with my own music sometimes and <laughs> wanting to produce it all myself. And cause I, I do a hundred percent of it if I have to, right? Like, um, I can program on different work audio workstations. I can record in a big studio and know how to like record on a big desk and, and, and engineer and mix and I can sing. And, um, you know, I've, I've been a vocal coach and I've, I've taken classical lessons and I have the theory of it. And, you know, so I can wear every hat, but, um, and sometimes it's, it's fun. I think you can become, you can, if you really shut off the external resources, you can, or not resources, but, um, the external world, you can really come up with something more unique. Um, but you know, bringing new people into the equation that are really talented at what they do, whether they're like a drummer or a producer, um, you know, usually results in more creative work. So, um, you know, I might, I might do something a hundred percent myself and then listen to something, you know, on Spotify or, you know, maybe coming out of like a different country, like the UK or Berlin or, um, 
Paris or LA or New York or whatever, like, and I'll listen to the what's going on in those scenes. And I'll be like, damn, like this is really good. I hate myself right now. <laughs> you know, like I need to fair, be better. Um, and that will usually push me to be open to collaborating with people more. So, um, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's, uh, it's all about just like what, what can make this better. You know what I mean? Like if, if yeah. I don't have somebody that's gonna make the beat sound exactly like the way I want it, I have to learn, you know what I mean? Like I have to do it myself. So, um, and I think that's the thing also with, with me as an artist, like I, I work with superstars, but me as an artist, I'm just a small fish in the pond right now. So I don't have a bunch of people hitting me up and be like, let me work with you. Let me work with you, you know? Yeah. yeah. So out of necessity, I think that's why it's, it's, it's great to learn this, the tools yourself. And that's why bedroom pop is now a genre because the tools are there, right? Like you can, yeah. you can learn how to do it with a laptop and headphones. So um, I think that's great, but um, a lot of, I think me included, like a lot of artists starting out that don't have all the resources or whatever, they might think like, oh, I just have to do it all myself. But I think it's, and not saying you you can't do it, right? Like not saying you need collaboration to um, make amazing work, but um, really like playing off of your own strengths and letting everybody do their role like if you can find friends that are just you know down to hang and support you because they value your music it's not like a transaction of like you know um you know because you know you could pay a producer to do this or that but when you actually have people on your team that it's more of like um this like sacred kind of connection that you have and obviously everybody at the end of the day is going to eat if this is going to do well, like fair credit, fair, fair splits and everything. But, um, you know, and if you have grants or if you have a budget or whatever to pay people their daily rates or whatever for helping you like hundred percent do that. Um, you know, but a lot of young kids or artists, they don't, that's why they do it themselves. But if you can find those friends, those people that you can connect with and really work on something together, like I, I think that it's, if it allows you to play to your strengths more, whether it's being a singer songwriter and letting somebody else do the beat and, and somebody else mix it, I think that you'll, your work will benefit. Totally. Well, and it, what comes to mind is just like what you're sharing too, about just like Nelly having like a very similar crew in for the recording, right? Like mm-hmm. finding, like finding your tribe essentially. Yeah. Um, and then like you get to know each other, you start to vibe well and, and so forth. And like you can, you can do that in different ways at different levels. Like you, you don't always have to be at this like superstar, like status with, with the work. Like you can still set up these, like, I feel like the theme of this conversation is like setting up your environment to thrive. Yeah. Right. It, like internally and externally, frankly. Totally. So I, I can, I can be bad at that. Honestly, sometimes, um, I'm like a little obsessive so I can spend weeks in the studio and just forget like, my God, I haven't even called my parents or like, what is my sister doing? Or like, I haven't even talked to my friends. And I think even having, um, just making sure to keep up with your close people, whether they're helping you work with yourself or not, like is, is super important too. It can, it it can be easy to get consumed by the work. Um, yeah. Kind of like I'm, thinking about how like when I was a kid, I got sort of consumed by these like esoteric, like spiritual things and forgot about my real life. It's like, I think having a good sort of foundation and, and life 
to put into the work is really important too. Like there's this a little bit of this toxic culture of like, you have to be in the studio 24 hours a day and you have to work all this to all the time. And it's true. Like I'm not saying go and party and waste your time, but um, do make sure that like you're also feeding your soul in other ways, like not just through music, but like through doing maybe other hobbies or like yeah. keeping up with your friends, like being, having good fitness, like, you know, when do you feel like most at home? Most at home? Um, hmm. In the studio. <laughs> Definitely in the studio. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, like in any capacity? Um, no, I think I feel most at home when I'm the artist in the room for sure. Um, okay. But uh, I also love the beach. I feel, I feel like growing up, Ha, like half Bulgarian, my parents um uh, taking me back there all the time to like reconnect with the roots um mm. it's uh I love the city like I'm a city kid, but um I also love being on the beach and I just love being in nature um and and sort of getting away from um civilization a bit you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. I, I love that piece of quiet, but it's that theme that keeps coming up as well around just like balance right balancing different extremes like there's the busy lights like you're literally like in the thick queen west you know yeah. things are happening in that area of the city and and then to your point like escaping to nature the water the beach like whatever and just finding that that balance right to ground yeah or or going in both extremes like if you're if you need to like you know cuz we don't always decide when we get these creative spurts. So if there's, you know, a couple of weeks where you're on a run and you just, you just go with it. You know what I mean? If you yeah. have to, if you have to miss that birthday party or that social thing to get your work done, like, you know, it sucks. But like, I think you need to be with people that understand the nature of what you do is like, you don't always choose when it happens and when it happens, it, it's needs to be recorded. So, um, you know, but then you might hit a wall and like, you need a vacation or you need to just mm -hmm. get out of town or um, do a couple of weeks where rather than booking up your days, 12 hours every day, you do three or four hours a day and leave the rest of the time just open to maybe linking up with some friends or making plans for the weekend or, you know, finding ways to kind of like check in with yourself and be like, okay, I need to like also focus on my friends, my family and myself, you know? Yeah. But never, never put out that spark if it, if it, if it's flowing, right. It's yeah. interesting. That's exact. Like there was two big things that I got from Rick Rubin's book and, or like themes that kept coming up. One was that is like, soon as that creative spark fires, like you keep going until it's out kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is just like the crate crate for you, like crate from that, that place. And, and you mentioned that at the very beginning or top of the conversation of like, when you can tell when artists are coming in and there's like a, Another, let's just say, another motivation to creating the music other than just creating the music, right? Or creating yeah. the best uh, work that you can. Mm -hmm. um, super important. Well, I, I, I'm conscious we're, we're well over time here. So I just want to respect your time, Anthony, and, and ask you one final question. And it's just like, what are you most excited for? What's lighting you up these days? Hmm. Good question. What am I super excited for? Um... Honestly, uh, right now I'm really excited about having my first EP out and like I'm in the middle of the yeah. first, first month of that. So this, this whole campaign has been, um, 
great like sort of growing period for me and and setting me up for uh, the next two EPs that I'm working on. So I'm really excited to to knock that out of the park and um and and Nelly's Nelly's comeback. Obviously, um, I'm I'm so happy for her and I'm so excited to be a part of that. Um, and other than that, like I mean, the summer in Toronto is 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 such a great time to be alive yeah. and in the city. So um, definitely um, not letting that part go to waste and and working hard but also you know doing things like biking down to the beach and and going portaging and making sure i I carve out time for for those things because when the winter hits i'm gonna be regretting if i don't yeah yeah totally those are the long studio days that where you want to be booked in right yeah yeah true yeah well brother i mean thank you first and foremost for making time to come on and chat um but a higher thank you for you know just being you and following your dreams and putting out beautiful music i've been really enjoying your album i can't wait to um yeah absolutely i mean the best thing about interviewing any artists and especially musicians is that as you're prepping for the interview you get to listen to their music and like there's no greater gift that than having you know you in my ear while I'm, I'm literally writing out questions about you know what's sparking my curiosity from your journey so awesome you know that in itself is that i owe you a huge thank you um but also just like I, like I felt it, and like I said before, we hit record. Uh, everyone part of the the project that 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 we're working on over here in the docu series just like felt your presence and and your contribution. I mean, like it was so crazy to just even to go from literally writing a, a meditation out of the blue together um, <laughs> to then like you flipping into this other mode and recording an original or at least starting to record an original track with it with the artist. In this case, it was, it was just incredible to watch like you you know just working your craft and um it's so exciting man it's so exciting yeah it was lovely it was lovely being with you guys like i'm so happy that i got to do that too because i've never written a meditation but um yeah, it's first for me too actually yeah it was really fun <laughs> it was really fun so awesome. thank you well i'm sure we're gonna have many more conversations definitely when the other albums come out as well i mean know that this door is always open uh to you and Uh, Let's keep the, the conversation flowing. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you, Mark. 